in a vast landscape full of adventurers. You are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. Welcome to Chaotic Amateurs, the internet's number one D&D 5e play podcast. I'm your host and DM. Let the adventure begin. And now for Arthur's story. Arthur, you came to Usama with a deed that wasn't quite a deed and a bargain with someone that you have since dealt with. You've taken the old abandoned chateau and turned it into the Chateau de Magnus, a place of industry and honor. The goods that you sell through your dealings with uh, the Turlin merchants have, have brought you some wealth, and the soldiers and guards that you have trained at your place to fend off these specialty concursions when other nobles need protection they come to you and your forces and with this you've gained an amount of influence and power in usama as usama struggles against new forces the wastes have become chaotic and a lot of effort has been spent trying to tame them as magic begins flowing again into the wastes. You've turned your eyes inward, though. You, with the help of Adrian and the ambassador to the Dragon Council, have found a way to maneuver yourself into positions that gain you whatever it is that you're looking for at the time, or what Adrian's looking for the time. Usually, a good joke or a fun story. You've set up a ambush of sorts for a local uh, noble so that they can give you access to an old library. You're trying to find a way to get back to that place, timeless and full of dust and old things, place where Cantor was. This researcher that made a deal with Eben, and then betrayed it. How do you set up this ambush with Adrian and the help of the Dragon Council? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, with Adrian being as powerful as he is, I almost feel like I, you know, if we're talking like a highway ambush type thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it could be a highway. It could be a party. It could be. Oh, yeah, uh, of course it's a party. A party. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably threw an elaborate party somewhere, made the guest list as extensive as possible, make sure that like my intended target definitely, you know, arrives. And yeah, th- this is this is an ambush of flattery, of decadence and, uh, you know, debauchery. Like we're letting the wine flow, uh, loosen some lips. 
uh, things like that. Absolutely. Um, and I'll say the target is Lord Riley. Mm. He has access to do a library. He keeps under wraps. Um, yeah. It's got some, some older books and some books that he's not supposed to have. Yeah. Uh, probably why he even wanted his hands cut off way back when. Is he most likely? Uh, probably how he got some of these books was a deal with eBay. Ooh. So you you uh, host this extravagant gala. You make sure that uh, he's there, the Lord and Lady of Turlin make their make their faces known. I would say this takes place at the chateau. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That's of course. And Lord Riley, at some point during the night, comes comes up to you. Uh, you know through some questions and some tea spilling that he doesn't only collect old books, but collects something a little darker, the souls of others trapped inside things. It's something he's always had a, a, an interest in. And the books of of old are a a known secret but these souls trapped in items is one that you and adrian have found out through some hushed whispers it's almost like a secret to cover up the secret type thing exactly like here's a dark secret that's just not secret enough that people stop digging Mm -hmm. or it's just secret enough they stop digging and then they don't get to the real secrets yeah uh, so at some point during the night, uh, Lord Riley comes up, shakes your hand, and says, "My good Lord Magnus, it is a wonderful thing to see your chateau. I had heard so many stories about this place growing up, uh, full of vampires and ghouls. It looks fabulous." Well, my Lord Desmond Riley, I do appreciate that uh, you. Quite a man of distinguished taste. Anybody in the fine city of Tyrolin can uh, say that much, at the very least, about your character. Oh, good, good. I'm glad the word gets around. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I find myself just absolutely pleased that you're here, Desmond Riley. My lord, if you will. <laughs> you must. i I shan't forget my lord uh your attendance here my gallant it humbles me you see why i might pretend and play at being a lord i have the trappings of such you sir noble through and through (laughs) why thank you i mean i've i've had to do my work to make sure my titles remained I make sure to offer the services I can to the kingdom of Usama. You know, I uh, I have learned a few secrets in my day. <laughs> oh, secrets, my Lord Riley. Well, yes, we all have to keep secrets. Uh, things that others don't know that they wish to know. You know, it's how you've made your mark, I hear. You know how to defeat these ghouls and goblins. Oh, well, that's no secret, my Lord Riley. You just poke him where it hurts. <laughs> oh, quite, quite. Uh, I once thought I would be a uh, master with the blade, but 
No, I think those days are behind me. It's good that you have such such young soldiers to do this for us. Well, indeed, I have to agree with you there, my Lord Riley. But I dare say you cut quite a striking figure in your regalia there. I imagine that you probably swing a sword without any trouble. Oh, well, I mean, I did train as best I could. I've uh, had a few disputes settled in the appropriate way as a uh, uh, (laughs) duelist might. Uh, If they Uh, impugn your honor, you have to demand satisfaction, sir. Of course, of course. But these days, no one impugns my honor. (laughs) Who would ever dare doing that? I mean, your secrets are probably enough to bury them, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, That's the trick, good Lord Magnus, is if no one knows your secrets, then they assume you have secrets for them. (laughs) I'm going to have to write that one down. Oh, that is a that's a clever. I never considered that before, my Lord Desmond Riley. You are a wise man. I tell you that much. You know, there's so much I can learn from you. I, I hope you don't mind. Your glass is looking a little empty there. Oh, yes, please, please. Oh, have you ever met my friend Adrian? He's right over there. He's wearing the fine jacket. Oh, the uh, the singer, the, the the one that's been regaling us this evening. Oh, he is yeah, far more than a singer. But my God, does he have pipes like honey? Oh, he does for quite well. I I know he he tends to stay here in Turlin singing the praises of the uh, lordship of uh, Turlin. Well, perhaps he has some tunes for you. Perhaps. Adrian! Adrian! Ah, <laughs> yes, my good man. Arthur, what are we doing? Ah, oh, and who is this? Is this Mr. Riley? I heard you would be attending the gala. How now, Adrian. Oh, Adrian, yes. I am so sorry to have to embarrass you like this, but this is not Mr. Riley. I'm so sorry I did that, my lord. Of this course. is Lord Riley. Lord Riley. Ah, what a a wonderful uh, guest to have here, Lord Riley. I've have you a song of uh, of your own that I might know that I might sing for you. Uh, something about your younger days or uh, uh, some of the uh, fine trappings you've uh, acquired in your uh, elder days. Oh, well, I, I, uh, my family uh, has a song. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, I don't know if you know it, the, the, the Riley Ballad uh, tells of my great great uh, grandmother's betrothal to the uh, fine uh, dragonborn bard not bard um i forget how it goes it's like oh i know the one i know the one here let me sing it for you and he kind of gathers uh, the crowd um for this uh tune and he begins playing and and going over the love song between these two uh, members of Riley's family. (laughs) And you hear on the music, the melody and lyrics that he's singing to everyone. 
as well as the melody and lyrics that he sings just for the Lord, for Mr. Riley. And in that, you hear a description of a chamber in the Lord's manner. How to get there, what buttons to unlock it, uh, like whether the, the combination to unlock it and, and get rid of the seals that magically protect it. Uh, and then to travel the staircase down to apply the blood to the seal, which then opens the uh, small alcoves that contain a coin with a small girl's soul, a chair leg with an old man's soul, and about four or five others. And you see the blood drain from Lord Riley's face as he kind of suspiciously looks at you and as the song is going on he says mr lord lord magnus what is going on what why this is lord riley now this is the best part you better listen very closely i am listening to this i would hate for the rest of the guests to hear about this they are they are they they, they're not hearing this now not unless i want them to you understand me Lord Riley, I believe that I do, Lord Magnus. We all have our secrets and we all have our leverage. Yes, it seems we do. Some are darker than others. I'm not the wise man I thought I was to you. Oh, no, Lord Riley. I only entrap the wisest of men. You should be honored that my grift is aimed directly at you, and of course I had to enlist my good friend Adrian to do it. I see. Now, if you're half the man that you're standing here before me, I could have done this by myself. But unfortunately for you, there's far too much at stake to waste dallying around, trying to play the game, trying to smooth you over dinner over a bottle of wine, week in, week out, win the tournament in your family's name, all that sort of... I don't have time for that, Lord Riley. What is it you want? Well, you understand about having souls locked up like that, rather disgusting little hobby of yours. I Yes, I understand that. That's why I'm wish for them not to hear this song oh well as long as he's singing you have nothing to worry about you see my lord desmond riley there's a particular soul i'm interested in a soul of a a wizard type some sort i I don't have any wizards i none of them are are magic practitioners I, i i don't think i can help you Well, even if you don't have the soul I'm looking for, maybe you know how I can get my hands on it, since you seem to be such a collector. Of course, of course. Um, Whatever it is you need, just make sure the song remains a secret. Well, as long as you're a good boy, Lord Desmond Ryland, no one will know your dirty secrets. Now, here's how it's going to happen. You're going to excuse yourself to my smoking room. And I flag Willem over. And I say, my good Lord, uh, my good Batman Willem here is going to take you to the smoking room. You're going to calm your nerves over my water pipe. And when Adrian here is done thrilling our guests, 
uh, we'll excuse ourselves and join you there. And then we're going to have some questions for you. You're going to answer them honestly. You might even have to get your hands dirty and help us out. You understand me? He kind of looks around the room. You see just beads of sweat coming down. And he just gives you a nod and then looks to Willem. Oh, good. Because you absolutely understand that I am in the good graces of the Lord and Lady of Tyrolin. And I'd hate for them to hear about your dirty soul collection you got going on under there. I'm aware. Be a good boy and run along with Willem now. Willem takes him uh, to the to the smoking room. And uh, you see him just nervously kind of pacing behind Willem as he's looking around and uh, uh, heads that way. Adrian finishes out the song. Everyone applauds a lovely melody. uh, If if a little boring of the Riley family, an old song, you know? Yeah. Adrian kind of makes his way up to you and says, so are we uh, in business well, I say we got them hook, line, and sinker. All we got to do is re- finish reeling them in. Sounds like a plan. Um, I'll make sure the staff uh, waits on everyone. Um, we just need access to that uh, tome of his, the one he got from your old boss, and uh, we will be on our way. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm about to head. And I got him in the smoking room now. We can have a private conversation. You're welcome to accompany Company me if you like. Perhaps your your uh, you know oh, terrifying magic things to uh, take care of. I have right. got to go woo the lady of Turlin as I do, and uh, then go flatter Mister Gerald as well. Uh, let me know when you are ready. All right, and uh, yeah, so I make my way yeah to the smoking room. Yeah, uh, yeah, you head to the smoking room. Willem's you know there. He says, "Ah, uh, oh, Mister Magnus." Uh, he's all yours <laughs> were you needing anything else that'll be all Willem just make sure that nobody else wants to partake of our smoking room until I'm done very good I'll take care of our guests and yeah so I go in there yeah and and I say you know you 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 kind of go over what you need from him it's this this tome of uh, elemental planes basically. right right and uh, you're able to procure it. He has a means on his person of, of accessing that library and is able to pull the very book that you need, uh, able to pull that book for you. Um, okay. And, and you're, or, you know, you're, you're able, to, able to get that. And he, once, once this, is, this is over, he excuses himself and, and makes a hasty retreat. I do have the, one thing to gala. say. I do have yeah, one thing yeah, to go say right ahead. before he leaves. And I say, now what's a distinguished gentleman like yourself needing with the soul of a little girl, my Lord Desmarelli? Now, now, don't open your mouth now. Unless you want the Lord and Lady to know your dirty deeds, you're going to go ahead and find yourself how to get rid of that one. You understand me? And you know that I will know if you don't. What do you want me to do with it? It's trapped in a coin. I tossed it in a well. I'm, I, I protect their souls. They... From what? From peace? From rest? From creepy old men who like to collect other creeps? <laughs> you see him kind of. You see him kind of twitching, and uh, and he just says, I, "I know what I can do with it. I'll take it to the church. They can let her soul rest." See that it's done, Lord Desmond, or I'll see yeah. that you will, Lord Magnus. 
I hope to never return here. Goodbye. Oh, don't be so brash. Get on home, boy. And he, he heads on home. A few days later, uh, you and um, Adrian are in the chateau uh, going over what you need to summon the portal that you're looking for. Using the book and uh, Adrian's knowledge of, of some planar travel, you are able to open up a portal to this place that you know. It's only going to last a short time. As you when when you enter, uh, you'll basically you just with this magic, it doesn't keep it open very long. As doing so would let in what's in that plane to the world at large. What do you do to prepare prepare to go there? I don't know. Um... Like, is there anyone you want to bring along? Is there anything you want to make sure that you have? Uh, I know you're you're looking for Cantor, but was there anything else you were wanting to do while there? Realistically, I just want to. I told Cantor that I would try and bring him back, and I, I want to try and and keep that promise. And that's kind of it's one of the things that's that's weighed on Arthur for a long time. Okay, um, so yeah. I just I just want to do my best to bring him back, and you know, if I fail, I, I guess I fail. But yeah. I would say I would say with that then you go alone. You don't want to put anyone else's life in danger of staying there. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a pretty miserable place. <laughs> yeah. Uh Adrian imbues you with a bit more power as you as you go in. Um your connection with him has has grown in in the past few months and and he's able to uh let you gain more access to the the magic that he uses. You bring your magic carpet with you to make traveling a bit easier. Um, and you hop in to the portal, this swirling, dusty portal to the, to the abyss. And as you get in, you are greeted with that same sight, this massive eye of a storm that if this is the eye of the storm, it's unimaginable how big the actual storm is. The fine dust on the ground kind of gets kicked up as you float past it. And it takes you a bit of time to get a sense of where you are. There's not many landmarks. But in preparing this spell, a lot of it rested on your memory of this place. And so it doesn't take long for you to get dropped in and find the tower that sent you home. And there you find... Cantor still studying still studying this thing he's got a number of items that he's he's taken from his old tower and brought over here there are small rocks that are set up you're kind of viewing it from from above and he he's, he doesn't notice you yet and he's got these rocks kind of resting and you see it's like a big rock a smaller rock as they kind of come up and like the top two rocks are floating a little bit up in the air towards this vortex that you took before to leave. And you see, he's just kind of like manipulating them to like, and writing notes down. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. This is if we, that stone, if it moves. Okay. Yes. And then if we go there, then we'd have to enter in from this location. But this is only true if the winds are from from the outside of the tower are 
He kind of looks around, hearing hearing Arthur laugh a little bit. Canto, I told you, I ought to just pick <gasps> up a handful of dust and throw it on in there already. Oh, my goodness. As is you. You, you made it. I well, told you I'd be no, back. No, you didn't. You're, you're back here. Does it? By I choice. Just, <laughs> damn it. I knew it. This, and he kind of tears the sheet in half that he's working on. It doesn't send you out of this plane. It sends you back to this plane. It is a Cantor, prison inside. Cantor, throw the notes down for one moment. I've been gone for months. It's time to pack your bags. I told you I'd bring you home. It's time months? to go. Is it safe? We I, can't. I, it is absolutely safe, Cantor. Look at me. I'm fine. You do? And he kind of got a... He kind of pokes at you. Yeah, you do seem real. Um. Okay. Well. Ah. Uh, this thing is going to be upset with us if we both leave. I. Um. But that's okay. Ah. Uh, well, better be mad at the both of us than just you know keeping your ass stuck here for the whole time. Even still a problem. Eben is now a puff of smoke. He's gone. Well, well then, um, then yes, I think perhaps this should be a grand adventure out of here. Um, if if he's not there to send me back, then I should be just fine. Okay, starts gathering things up and putting things in this massive bag, and uh, it's just it's it's a lot of just garbage. It's just you know Cantor. bits of fiber and <laughs> and scavenged wood. And yes, yes. Um, uh, and I'll need this uh, a table. Cantor, made, I have perfect. A, you look. Right. Time is of the essence. All right. Now they got trash back home, so you can leave trash here and you collect new trash at home. Oh, sure, 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 sure. That makes sense. It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, well, then, on our way. Uh, and he loads up his bag onto the carpet, and you, you fly back to uh, the destination where you, where you kind of came in, and you and Cantor jump through the portal and Boom. end up in the chateau. Boom. Uh, Adrian closes it, introduces himself to uh, Cantor, he says, Oh, well, this is the uh, friend of Mr. Magnus that needed rescuing. Uh, I'm glad you're back on solid ground, my good, my, my good sir. Um, perfect. Uh, will we be keeping this book or returning it to Mr. Riley? I think it should be a fine addition to the library. Yeah. <laughs> Strix, if you will. And he hands it to Strix, and Strix happily puts it into the library. Uh as I didn't make know. sure that man would never come to my house again just to give him back his book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you have rescued Cantor from a place in the abyss, a place of odd power, something that was tied to both you and him and, and your old connection to magic. Uh, but you've both since gotten rid of those shackles. Excellent. Oh, I think for a while, Cantor stays with you Oh, yeah. uh, researches in the library, gets reacquainted with everything, and and just generally gets resettled into life, not in a dusty storm. Yeah. Sorry we couldn't rescue your bag creep guy. Oh, I think they are natives to that place. Oh. Uh, that is where they like to live. 
Sort of I know, odd, creepy things. Oh, one um, of them was nice to me. Oh well, I they they are nice, but you can be creepy and nice. I, mean, <laughs> I, you, I look at me. I I don't know much of this world any longer, and I don't wish ill on anyone. I hope them the best. I think. Ugh. Cantor, there are a few things in this world worth knowing for much longer than than you need to. I think you'll find that the world as it is now, much better place than the world you left behind. And I think you're going to fit in quite nicely, a keen analytical mind like yourself. Well, good. I don't imagine magic has changed much over the years. I just have to reacquaint myself. Um, if there's anything I can do for you, I'm inter- eternally indebted uh, to your services. Please, uh, if I could be of service, I, I am at your call. I appreciate that, Kento. I'll hang on to that favor for a rainy day. Good, good. Ah, well, back to my research then. And you spend a bit of time, you know, kind of sitting with this and you know, feeling feeling accomplished in this this thing that was weighing on you. Something else weighs on you a bit, and it leads you to call to get in touch with an old friend. The one that kind of caused the situation that you're in now, being this uh, abyssal genasi uh, with their power taken away, you get a message to Chimala. And the crew that he had, the uh, the Kenku that that had that kind of followed with him, Chamali and Strummer and Gray, end up at the chateau to go over what had happened. You would you had gotten a letter a long time ago that Eben had been dealt with, but you'd never heard it from Strummer himself. And as Chamali and, and uh, Strummer are there, they discuss with you what happened, that they tracked down Eben's tent, his traveling tent, the the prime location of it, not the not the illusion that he would project out to the world to travel Haven. And knowing this, that this place is now vacant, that it's sitting there with no owner anymore sparks something in you and you decide to embark away from the chateau away from the business of usama and the politics going on you have people to take care of that willem is is very happy to uh he he's found that a life on the road is not for him he likes to stay in one place and to be good at doing something and he has found that here in running the affairs of the Lord of you. And so you bring with you Strummer, Cantor, and Adrian, who is just very interested in this grand adventure, to go to the tent in the valley, the the traveling tent of Eben. How do you get there? Well, I have a flying carpet. <laughs> sure, sure. It's it's a it's a continent away. It's uh, if you want a flying carpet, it absolutely can do. You 
you stop ever so often all the little towns that no one is no one visits uh you stop on tropical islands enjoy some fruit befriend some monkeys adrian enjoys you know all the little interactions he has with with the people and on these islands he he, you know stretches his wings as he you know is in his dragon form his true form dives into the water and interacts with some of the sea life he fights a you know a a herd of of uh sharks yes uh and just (laughs) enjoys the time cantor just you know viewing all of this this changing uh landscape like every day is something new and he is blown away by it his spirits invigorated by the trip travel through the you know odd primal forests inside of uh the orgolan expanse yes um as you finally head head south after weeks of this to the valley that strummer is taking you to and as you fly through the canyon fighting a number of wind elementals along the way uh that is easy enough for this this team of you know <laughs> a high a high powered sorcerer a dragon yeah. a wizard who has found a uh, new power and a deadly deadly uh ranger uh and we're just like it. all up on top of this freaking flying carpet <laughs> yeah yeah just like a um, flying platform of death <laughs> on these poor things <laughs> um i mean i would say that you're on the carpet You've got the, you know, Adrian's a dragon. He's going to fly and Cantor kind of regaining some of his uh, abilities. Um, He flies as well. He's able to cast fly and he does, you know, launching some magic missiles and, and going at this Uh, strummer stays with you on the carpet, you know, as, as he's, you know, not a good flyer, but (laughs) if he's got a platform to shoot from, he's going to, he's going to merc some people. Hell yeah. Some wind elementals. But you arrive at the at the tent. It is dusty and dirty. Its flags are are blowing in every direction. What do you do? <laughs> this is awesome. Uh yeah. I mean, first thing, like, you know, I I I take it in. I feel like, you know, I'd kind of want to go inside if it's not gonna kill me, you know, if it's not like booby trapped to high hell. Strummer um, assures you that you know they they made sure none of that was was still around. They they took care of uh, the odd artifacts that were in there and made sure that the uh, that Jamala and the people of Galandior uh, took care of them. There was a a mirror in there that could trap souls um, and a, a scrying orb that could see that was broken and could only see one place. Uh, so yeah, they made sure that all of that was taken care of. As you enter in, you see a simple kind of dining area with colorful curtains around the edges, dusty, sandy, in need of uh, a change. I spent so much of my life with the specter even hanging over me. It's kind of bizarre. I'd never real, really thought too much about him being gone until just now. I mean... It's poor home, complete disarray. Say, Cantor or Adrian, I mean, what was the magic that made this place tick? 
it made this place show up around the world. I mean, oh, um, well, let's take a look. Uh, and Cantor begins kind of investigating what this place is. Um, and it takes him a while, you know. Uh, we got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Adrian is is a little more focused on on kind of summoning some things to make it look a little nicer. He's got he's got magic available to him to to spruce the place up. Uh, but Cantor comes back to you kind of at the end of the day and says, oh, "I think I've got the the inner workings of this thing. Uh, this here is." The 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 tent here is what is transposed out into the world. It in reality is there, but this is the copy that is sent. Um, there is a number of magical seals, crystals, and uh, uh, runes inscribed on the mesa that this sets on. We can change them as we want, and if you'd like, we can have this go anywhere. If you built a different structure on the top of the mesa, that is what would change uh, or, or be transposed. You tell me what you want, and and I'll make sure it gets done. Well, Adrian, it'd be kind of fun to have like a kind of a traveling circus type thing, right? I mean, uh, it would be fantastic. A place to call home, but that home is wherever you want it to be. Even was a stick in the mud, but I mean, <laughs> he knew how to live. Uh, I wonder if we show up around in Eben's tents, that's going to ruffle some feathers in the wrong way. I kind of feel like maybe we just clean it up and it'd be fine. But if somebody, if you wrong somebody out there and I, God oh, knows. Oh, I'm sure he's wronged a fair <laughs> few people out there. No, you're right. Uh, let's change it. Uh, Kanto, you said we can change this to whatever we want. Then this will be sent out. Oh, what do we want? A building? Uh, an arena? No, I don't want to fight anything. Unless uh, it's a fighting pit, and then we have seats up top in a tavern? <laughs> Possibly. A theater? Hmm. Ooh. A theater with an inn attached to it. Yeah, a theater could be rather fun. Are we traveling? Traveling. Um, gosh, uh, in my mind. You said theater, and my mind instantly went to like interview with a vampire dude, where like, you know, they go to the theater in Paris, and it's I couldn't think of the word fast enough. But anyway, <laughs> um, I can't think of the word now either. But I'm just imagining this like theater where we where we put on like strange and whimsical shows with lots of masks and you know, lots of veiled meaning and. And the lords come to the shows and like, oh, of course, I understood everything that happened there. But like <laughs> we have like magic shit going on in the background, too. And we've got like shady business dealings downstairs. And like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you you set this up. You kind of you describe the designs. Adrian and Cantor are able to to, you know, over over the weeks, turn this place into that. This this theater, this roaming theater around Haven. Uh, where you can, where where Arthur can do what he wants. He he can write the stories he wants. He can embarrass the people he wants to embarrass and impress <laughs> the people he wants to impress, wherever that might be. You you keep a home at the chateau. You have Cantor uh, give you a nice little uh, cupboard 
entrance that takes you from there to the uh uh the theater yes and you you have full reign uh over this this traveling theater and the chateau itself and i think that is where yes. we will leave arthur's story as he regales the world with his own stories with the help of a bard that's a dragon an old wizard and a whole host of other characters that he meets along the way and i can you know i can look like anything i want to with my abilities so you know oh yeah. we're and we're that, that, that power grows as you <laughs> grow with adrian yeah you've yeah exactly you you create you know this this back back theater that any actor can come back to and and in a moment their their costume changes you know you imbue imbue the place itself with magic to do yes uh and it becomes known you know throughout throughout haven this this traveling theater that that pops up every so often yeah and i uh one of our biggest plays is one about just how manual manly and masculine uh lord uh gerald is from tierland oh absolutely gerald? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah that's the the headlining show and I, I i think Doesn't part stop. of part of the magic of the theater is is similar to the way adrian uh sang the song before is the lyrics and the words spoken are heard differently Yes. by you know the people on the ground floor and the people up in the balconies yeah and that's where we're going to leave arthur's story as uh the theater travels around haven uh thank you guys for joining us around our proverbial podcast table grab your swords keep on adventuring follow us across all platforms with chaotic amateurs Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.